0: Praise God, hallelujah. Good evening, Revelators.
1: Uh huh. And that's what God is calling me today, Revelators. Revelators in His glory.
0: Those who revelate, levitate. (laughs) Then they shall manifestate Jesus, which is the manifestation of the sons of God.
1: And then you get into the sun and then flap, flap. He's sprouting all kinds of wings with eyeballs. It's going to be great.
0: So we're learning how to behold him within. As it's written, Isaiah 54, 11, I will set your path in sapphire stones. So the way, the truth, and the life is in believers' rewards gemstones, which is within you. I will reveal to you the divine body of Christ within you. Colossians 1:27. Christ is within you The hope of your brain realizing His glory. How much realization of the glory? How much revelation of His Word? Exact measurements. The angel comes with the measuring rod to measure how much depth, height, breadth, and width you have of the substances of the Word of God that created the heavens and the earth. The blood, the water, and the Spirit are all one on earth. They're in agreement. They're working together to fortify you in the narrow way, which is the original way. What is the the way, the Lord? Jesus Christ, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. What is the way of Jesus? It's the original design of Genesis. It is the path of Enoch, the path of the stars. If you are fallen, you must be risen. No one has ever risen from the dead in the way of Christ except through the original perfect design of God the Father, Barashi Elohim. In the beginning, God created. What did God create in the beginning? The way. The Lamb that was slain before the foundations of the world is the path back to the Father before you were fallen. As it is written... Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. And while you were yet in sin, Christ died for you. Amen? And he is the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. The foundation of the cosmos is the lamb that was slain, which means it belongs to that bloodline. What is a slain lamb? We got all kinds of religious ideas. What is a slain lamb? Oh, we got a a lamb in our church. We got a lamb in our house. Lamb is blood. In the sacrificial system of Moses, it's the sin offering. You need to understand function over form. The lamb represents the ability of certain blood. Okay, It's a sacrificial system terminology from Moses. It's not original to Christianity. Not even close. Thousands of years before Messiah, the lamb, they had the understanding in the Old Testament, of what a lamb is. A spotless lamb was brought every year, slaughtered by the high priest for the sins that the people committed in ignorance prescribed by the Levitical law. Now Jesus Christ is this spotless lamb if you have understanding in the sacrificial system of what blood and lambs actually do. Amen? Amen. What do they do? They restore him, they restore the believer back to the Father through a certain pathway. What is the sheep gate? Jesus Christ. I am the sheep gate to the Father. It means that if you have an understanding, a wisdom of the Word of God, then you can enter through that blood into a realm where the Father is. I am the sheep gate to the Father, Jesus Christ said. A wisdom and faith in the ability of that blood is the entrance into the realm or dimension. The word there is dimension in Greek. Glory to glory, dimension to dimension. It is written, I am the gate of the dimensional keeper to the dwelling place of God the Father's light, true light, is only beyond the veil of the blood of Jesus. No one enters in except through that blood. Now if you are in any other blood, you are unclean. What blood's on your doorpost? Human blood? I tell you the truth. you can only practice madness. That's why mental illness abounds in false Christianity. It's total insanity. Why? Because you're not even passed through the blood. The blood is the sheep gate to the Father. What is the father? You say, oh, it's just daddy, Abba, Father. It is light. God is light. It is written, in him there is no darkness at all. Have you entered into a realm where there is no darkness at all? Have you looked around at the behavior of believers? doesn't look like they actually have. Which means we don't understand what the blood is able to do when we enter through. Amen. Entering through that blood puts a different mark on the forehead. What's the forehead? The belief systems of the brain, the mind the image-bearing inside there, the images in there, determines what your actual God is. Most people have Jesus Christ as an idol erected in their brains. It ain't the real living Christ. It ain't true light. It's false light. Beware that the Jesus in your brain is not a figment of your imagination, a conjuring of magic tricks. Because for most Christians who have not passed through the veil of the blood, the sheep gate to the Father, they don't have the living Father as Shekinah burning, like the burning bush, in their brain cells. Which means you are on the other side of the veil even yet, but you believe in Jesus Christ. God is going to call you deeper, past the blood, the sheep gate. And it's not about just being slaughtered and beat yourself up Masochistic Christianity, it's about being in a different dimension where God the Father dwells. I'm going ahead of you. Why, Jesus? To prepare a place, a dimension, so that where I am, you may be also. Dwelling in the same spectrum of light that makes God, God. It's called true light. John 1.1. 1, 1. True light came into the world. Men recognized it not because it exposed the light that was in them was darkness. Religious light, Christian religious light, is the deepest, grossest, most deceiving darkness in this world because it's the closest thing to true light. Now that's the thing you're wrestling against in your very minds tonight. And God wants to be a winnowing fork a launderer's soap, and a refiner's fire upon your minds tonight, so that Jesus, beyond the veil, and the throne of the Lamb, would be revealed to you through the revelatory blood of Jesus Christ. It's a revelation of Jesus Christ. It's not just a faith and then putting something on my body to look a certain way outwardly. It ain't religion, folks. I tell you the truth. Religion is the Antichrist, and every Christian believer, whether they know it or not, is wrestling the Antichrist every single day in the USA. And it's not just the obvious ones of Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden and the deep state and whatever the Luciferians are doing today with their conjuring of the magic arts from the black Blacks, which is called in Scripture by Messiah, Synagogue of Satan. I tell you the truth, that's only part of it. They have no functionality except through a deceived covenant people like in the Old Testament. Pharaoh had no kingdom of Egypt except by the slavery of the covenant people. If the covenant people in the USA called born-again Christians were to awaken to the narrow way in a much greater reality, the fallen angels would have nothing to work with. And that's what's going to happen. That is exactly God's plans for this timeline. Anybody look at New York lately?
1: Looks like Mars. They're
0: saying in the headlines, New York looks like the red dust of Mars. All over the headlines.
1: It does in the pictures. Which (laughs) is interesting because those pictures were posted and that manifested right about within like 24 hours of a confrontation uh, with certain principalities that were very close to Satan. And their last sighting was in New York uh, with their vessel one of their main, uh, vessels of their, uh, council was in, was last sighted in New York City. And after that victory, and we were able to successfully, you know, divert our, you know, people from going into the black sapphire stones. That was the enemy assignment. It's really interesting that their vessel that was involved in one of these things was in new york city and within about 24 hours of victory over that now the entire new york city looks like it looks like <laughs> mars so yeah i think maybe the so worlds
0: are falling yeah, the stars pretty, are falling from the sky
1: it's pretty pretty crazy
0: old heavens will go through old earths and obliterate them both Woe to the inhabitants of Old Earth, says the Lord. Old Earth, Hebrew word, Malkut.
1: Black Malkut.
0: Black Malkut is old or a Babylon earthly Christianity.
1: This is what the Lord said today. He said that the Black Malkut is the old world that's passing away. There's a separation between, you know, the Valley of Decision, the world that we live in, who's entering the kingdom, kingdom age, And who's going to pass away with the old? And so they're starting to separate, and you can see it through the ice, the firmament, through the waters. And as we rise on sapphire stones, what's happening is, in the areas that we conquer, uh, the ones that we're able to bind and throw down, they get thrown down. Literally, under the earth, they get thrown down into the old earth, which is in elevation spiritually. Mm. And you can see some nations will rise, some nations will fall, it was written... So those nations that are falling, they're literally falling with black Malkut into the abyss. It's a slow thing. It's happening in in time. <laughs> and so as there's that separation, God's giving time for people to make decisions. He's patiently waiting for people to repent. Patiently waiting to make sure that, you know, people who are gonna be walking into their destinies aren't sidetracked into these other deceptions. He's doing a he's doing a great work in the earth right now. And as you said, separation. What's been going on as we've been rising, and the front line is being advanced. The ones that are being thrown down, principalities, fallen stars, fallen angels, they're being bound and they're being thrown out of what's going to be, you know, there, there's a time before the new blueprint is put into place of the new earth, like physically. There's a removal of the wicked that's starting to happen. And so you see, it's it's like a we're going towards this climax of confrontation and as we rise up the ones that are not bound some of them they have retreated up higher on the sapphire stones and have managed to get away and they're seeking higher ground like the golden
0: statue of of daniel and daniel 7 Mm -hmm. and it's a celestial statue so i'll share the vision that i had this afternoon with rebecca i saw daniel 7 and there was nebuchadnezzar's statue and so we have risen to a realm in the pioneering overcomers company where the golden part now is cut off in the middle of old heavens and new heavens. And so there is a, a new barrier, just like it was with Daniel. Remember, he cut off Nebuchadnezzar. Mm-hmm. So Daniel raised the standard in Babylon. It is written. And he cut off Nebuchadnezzar's ability to rule the world as superpower. So he said, Nebuchadnezzar, you are that statue. You are the golden top of that statue. And then there were three kings underneath it, or kingdoms underneath it. And we say, that was fulfilled in those ancient kingdoms. No, those were the ancient kingdoms that established the framework of Babylon the Great that you're in right now. That is the framing. You know about building houses, two by fours. That's the framework of... For the current great tower of Lady Babylon and city Babylon that we are decimating right now. So she's being cut off from the lower kingdoms or the lower framework. And we're going to take that upper golden part, which is really the mind part in the higher worlds before we reach the third heaven. And we're going to separate that, isolate that. That's really where the 1% knowledgeable sorcerers and the real sons and daughters of Laban and Beor and Balaam are operating. Okay, You could call that the elite upper ruling class sorcerer class of Babylon the Great. Some conservatives call it the one percenters or the deep state. These are sorcerers that are trained by fallen angels that rule over every single nation currently on earth. But they're being separated. Their power is diminishing. They're getting more and more desperate. Their weaknesses are starting to be exposed. And even the normal people of their kingdoms are beginning to turn against them. You see upheaval in France. The people are revolting On the streets of Paris, you see all kinds of rioting in China. You begin to see the the whole consensus of America begin to turn against their deceivers. Believers and unbelievers, both. It's, It's a matter of awakening to the sorcerer ruling class that's deceiving the world. That has to be exposed in order for there to be great awakening, because that's what you're awakening from, the potent sorcery. Of the sorcerers of Babylon the Great, that's that golden head that's getting isolated because of ascenders. Amen. Now,
1: now when Brandon started to share this vision of uh, that statue, and you know Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel's dream, and the sapphire stones, I just said, "Oh man, you got to share that tonight. Our Revelators are gonna love that. They're gonna eat. That's gonna be like crack for (laughs) them." And you know. That's because that's what the Lord says you are. He said you're revelators. That's every one of you right now. You know you're regularly tuning and you're walk, You're learning righteousness. You're a revelator. You love revelation. You're hungry and thirsty for more of His revelation light. You're revelatory people.
0: People of the Living Word.
1: Because of that revelatory gift that God's given you, you've been stewards of it. For a lot of you, that's why you're here. You valued it, you treasured it, even when it caused a lot of persecution. Even from family members, from friends, people who were once spiritual guides, or, you know, spiritual, what you would have considered then, brothers and sisters. People you never would have expected to turn on you, betray you. But now look, here you are. A lot of it is because you valued the revelation of Jesus Christ. More than family, more than friends, more than people's opinion, more than religion. Even those who were closest to you in other parts of your life, you valued him above those things and God is rewarding that. So I just wanna uh, Thank you for holding the things of God precious and dear to your heart, treasuring it in your spirit. It's like a Mary company. She treasured these things in her heart. She treasured. It sets you apart. The Father sees that.
0: Revelation is the first stage in the digest digestion of the word of God. Before there's manifestation and an establishment of laying Foundations of sapphires. There has to be a thirst and a desire for the revelations of the Word of God. The revelations of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the Word of God, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So, revelation is the first manifestation of spiritual digestion when the Word is digested into your spiritual stomach, within your divine body from revelation becomes manifestation. Manifestation becomes abilities. So just like if you eat food, you don't get the energy right away. It has to go through the digestive process. So it is with the Word of God. Jesus said, A sower sows seed it has to go into soil, it has to be water, it has to hit light, then it has to grow up, and then it has to bear fruit. Is that literally what happens? No. He's teaching parables. What literally happens is Food comes in that's angelic, that's so far beyond human comprehension. We have to put it in human terms. So what happens is the divine is taking over, but there is a gestation process. There has to be, like the sheep that just constantly gorges on the food, or a cow that eats and it t- chews it into yeah. cud, and it's just constantly regurgitating. That's what Genesis or um, Joshua one eight is all about: meditating. On the Word, day and night, four times it is written. You can't get inheritance, promise, and manifestation Mm -hmm. without a constant meditation of the Word. Why? Why? Just putting the Word in all, it's so boring. No, to glean the first stage of digestion. Mm. If you don't get into the first stage of digestion, which is revelation, where the Word becomes alive, the light begins to crack out of the Word. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're stuck in the dead letter. And you're always carnal, which is living in Edom after you're born again. You live in a carnal reality of the Word of God and just become religionists of New Testament Christianity, which is truly what most people do. You have to meditate on it until it hatches light. Mm -hmm. And then in the light we see light. What does it mean? So the light necessarily is not God. All things are God. It is written because God's the creator of everything. But it's not His throne. It's emanations usually far from his throne. And we think, oh, i really entered in because I have revelation. Revelation is not angelic ability. It's the first crack of light of a seed that's taken root in your spirit. So we, we allow that light, but in that light we see light. So we go deeper in that light of revelation and get established on sapphire stones. Is Jesus Christ the sapphire stones? Well, it's his divine body.
1: It's the fruit of the tree of life. <laughs> the word of God, that written word of God is the seed. You receive the deposit, the down payment, the Holy Spirit who interprets the word. When you read the word, that's why, you know, you put your hand on your belly, you put it in seed form and you treasure it. And as it's nourished, that shell, right? Because it's everything that goes into the earth, it dies, right? The seed always dies. It goes into the earth and it's like dead. You put it in there, it's just a shell. There's no nutrients, there's no plant. You don't see green leaves. It's just, it looks like a little dead seed. It's just nothing. You put it in there, you know, oh I have this, now what? <laughs> well, you water, water and sunshine, and good old dirt and manure, and uh, you put your hand right here. When you uh, choose to eat it, before you understand it. That is the wisdom of eating the matzah of the Passover of the exodus from Egypt. What is leaven? Jesus said, beware the leaven of the Pharisees or the Sadducees. And then they said, oh, is it because we didn't bring any bread? And then after he explained again, then it says it's written that then they realized he was talking about their teaching. Leaven is teaching. What's the way to get a nutrient out of a, out of grain? <laughs> there are two methods to get nutrients out of grains, right? Why does everyone get fat when they eat a bunch of bread, right? Everyone's like, oh, low carb is a thing now, and it's not that carbs are a bad thing. Carbs are a great thing if you have a good source of carbs, good source of energy. But why are these artificially uh, puffed up breads making people fat and causing all kinds of sickness and disease naturally? We study the natural realm because it tells us about the spiritual realm, where you study the shadows and the types, like Solomon's wisdom, he understood the spirituality behind all the things that he was seeing, that was wisdom from God. And then Jesus came, and you know, here's one greater than Solomon, Jesus. He is the Word. He has all the understanding in all realms, in all dimensions, in all worlds. And before the beginning of the creation of the worlds, he has that, he understands. So there's two methods to get nutrients from a seed. Well, what seed? Well, you we take wheat, you harvest wheat, the wheat, you, you know, grinding at the mill, you get the seed, you crush the seed, then you wanna make bread. And for it to nourish your body, you need to get the nutrients. Now today, and you might already know this, but in today's world, we have this like a uh, consumer or um, a specialized type of a baker's yeast What it does is it skips the process that gives you the nutrients that pulls them out of the seed and breaks down those things that are like the anti-nutrients. All shells have anti-nutrients in them. doesn't mean it's a bad thing, it's just you need to do the proper method and it removes the anti-nutrients. There's a scientific word for it, you can Google it. But it takes the anti-nutrients out and removes that so that you can receive the nutrients. Otherwise, the anti-nutrients binds to the nutrients and it'll pass through and it just goes out on the other side. That's it. You don't, you didn't really get the nutrients that were in the DNA of that seed. It just passed through you in one ear, out the other, or into your mouth and out uranus.
0: I wonder what happened to the bread. Wonder, wonder bread.
1: Wonder bread. So why does it puff people up and make them fat? And you eat a little, have too much, you know, portions, you can do that. But what the issue is, is the type of leaven, right? Leaven means teaching. That's what Jesus said. Mm. If it's the wrong kind of teaching, it doesn't really take you through the process of breaking down the anti nutrients so that you can receive it. So that means knowledge puffs up. Why? Knowledge from what? The teaching, the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Why? Because it doesn't take the process of removing the shell of the seeds or... At a smaller uh, microscopic level, the anti-nutrients from the nutrients. Now we're talking at more of a microscopic level, and then you can even go into a DNA level. What is tri- What are you trying to eat to nourish your spirit? What are the anti-nutrients attached that need removed? This is a principle. Now in the natural dimension, when it comes to seed, or bread, seeds, whether you're sprouting a seed to grow a tree, or you're taking the grain for wheat, those there are two methods. One is true leaven. That's good teaching. True teaching from the wisdom that comes down from above on sapphire stones. In the natural realm, that's just your regular, the old-fashioned, uh, you know, yeast or leaven of some kind that will actually, it takes time. It's not overnight. What well, we have commercial yeast. A good
0: rising of good bread.
1: Yep. Good rising of mm. good bread. Oh, and it's good bread. You know when you eat it, you feel nourished. It doesn't make you feel puffy and weird <laughs> and irritated because those anti-nutrients promote inflammation in the body. So, but what,
0: what's the history of unleavened bread?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. That, they didn't
0: have time to make it. That's what I was going to tell him, of Exodus.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to tell. You're in
0: a rush. You so this,
1: yeah, so we'll get, we'll, we'll get there.
0: Right.
1: Oh, we'll get there. Don't worry. We'll ah. leave, we won't leave. We won't I won't leave any of it out. Okay. All
0: right. All right. Go ahead. I love we won't,
1: Yeah. I know. It's a fair. It's yeah. We got to build down. I'm drooling a little bit. Just thinking about mm. it. I love matzah. We love the celestial matzah. Don't you love it? It's good. It's a great snack when you're in a rush, <laughs> but we don't want to hurry when it comes to leaven. Hmm. So if that commercial, why is commercial yeast a thing right now? because you can make better sales, you can have more volume, you don't have to wait a day, you don't have to wait, you know, a couple days, you don't have to take the process. Uh, there is this bread, um, Ethiopian bread, it takes them three days to make it. And that bread, it's called injera. To make proper injera, it's going to take you three days. And I've tasted, oh, these ladies and made a, they they used to work for me. Oh man, injera. And that word for bread is the exact word they use in the Ethiopian Bibles which is, you know, the Ethiopians are the ones who preserve the book of Enoch for us. So thank you very much for that culture. That's, that's a gift. You know, they're going to be blessed and rewarded. I can see that uh, for that. But it's give us today our daily bread. Give us today our daily injera. That's three days. Mm-hmm. And it rises on the third day. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. isn't that wonderful? But you get all the nutrients because it takes time. For everything to be made correctly, and to break down and remove those shells. How juicy! Of the understanding,
0: ante. good leaven, man. That just waxed carnal Christianity so hard.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's delicious. Delicious. I mean, big. You know, not just some little thin little wafer cracker, but <laughs> I mean like a juicy, like a big flaky. <laughs> and then you got butter, and you got honey, and you got oil. The, the nice little oil and little vinegar, you know, with the, the seasonings dip it in there, but not the same time as The leaven of
0: Jesus causes the rising of the bread in you all the way to the seventh heaven.
1: Yeah. So, but here's the important thing when he's talking about leaven. So now that's one of two methods. The other method is sprouting, sprouted grains. It breaks down the anti-nutrients so you can receive the nutrients. So either true leaven, it takes time, is not microwave overnight. Leaven means teaching, which means... You're getting understanding mm-hmm. he said how do you how is it that you do not yet understand how is it that you do not yet bina
0: hebrew word understanding is bina
1: how is it that you don't yet understand and then he said that the leaven was their teaching the teaching of the pharisees and the sadducees so it's not just saying that all leaven is just pharisaical stuff it means that it's teaching leaven is teaching and that's the doctrine of the holy Kabbalah established by Jesus Christ in the New Testament. Hallelujah. So there's two methods. True leaven, which is true teaching. Proper bread to get the proper nutrients. That way knowledge doesn't puff you up. If the knowledge puffs you up, it could be your intention, which perverts the teaching. It could be you know, Leviathan the twisting ears. It could be that you're going to other sources that are not true and they're not pure and that's going to puff up. The knowledge puffs up. That's when you fatten yourself in the day of slaughter, and not as a nice, perfect, pure lamb for the offering. So we want to be careful what we're eating. What are we filling our mouths with? What are we filling our spiritual bellies with? So that let's talk about the other method. The second method is sprouting. You know, sprouted grains are popular. Everybody knows sprouted grains. So whether it's leaven, good pure teaching, or sprouting, how does how does a seed sprout? If you're reading the Bible. Skip the understanding for now. Just shoot it into your spirit, like brr, like like a bullet, right? Just bullets. Just just get it in there. Eat, eat, eat. Mm-hmm. Feast, machine feast, gun the word. Right? Yeah. That's what we learned from Joel's bar over the last uh, couple of years, last several years, is you just machine gun the word of God in there. Don't worry about the carnal brain if it understands
0: mm-hmm. what
1: doctrines it thinks. It's very important for you to establish this first because you have to be okay without it touching your your understanding. The understanding of the nephesh, is always going to be wrong.
0: Demonic 100% of the time.
1: Right. It's the carnal mind, the carnal brain.
0: Lean not on your own understanding, it is written.
1: Right. That's the understanding of the nefesh. The understanding of the spirit, well, if your spirit's still in that seed form, oof, well, mm. you know, we talked about it starts to grow and then the heart grows, the fetus, right? And then the mm. ear. So the brain's not fully developed. Bina, understanding... Is a hemisphere of your celestial brain, of your spirit. So if that's not even developed yet, you don't even have what you need to get the understanding. So what you're going to do if you try to understand with your brain or understand with a mind, even trying to do it in the spirit, you're going to default to your nefesh brain, which is the carnal, the animal soul, in the flesh. And so it's always going to be wrong. And that's where people mess it up. So first of all, if you're just in that seed form, you've got the deposit of the Holy Spirit, you're saved. You've got that first inscription of Malkut in your spirit. You know, praise God, you had an encounter with Jesus. You're born again. You received that, you know, salvation. That's when you got to put that hand right on on your spirit and you put the word of God in there and just forget about what everybody else has taught you. toss out all the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, all their teaching, which means every teaching that you've received that came out of a building made by human hands as in church, organized church, religious establishments, throw it all out. It's best just to start over from fresh in the spirit. And so that's the other method is sprouting. So I'm going to be a sprouted grain today. How about that? That's all about, remember, the removal of the shell starts in Malcoop, first of all. So it looks like it goes to die. So when you read the word of God, it passes into your brain. You let it go down through your heart. God's working on your heart, circumcision of heart. You got to let it go down to your spirit. Which means your brain is not going to have the brain of your nefesh, mind, of that animal soul. You have to deny it its own reasoning and understanding. Because you need a greater understanding than what you're capable of. So that's where people t- tend to get frustrated and beginning or continuing their journey, if we start in the spirit, how is it we can try and finish on the flesh? That's what he's talking about. Going back to relying on the nefesh. <laughs> so, sprouted grains.
0: A piece that passes black bina. Lean not on your own understanding, which is black bina, or Saturn, of Acts chapter 7. You have lifted up the tabernacle of Molech, which is black sun, and the star Remphan, which is Black Saturn. Mm-hmm. So they had the whole Sephirotic tree formed by the fallen angels in the earthly Sanhedrin, according to Stephen with the glowing face in Acts chapter 7. So you're what you're doing is coming out of Black Earth, Black Moon, the Black Sephirot, the Black Sapphire Stones, Black Sun, and Black Saturn. You know, Black Saturn is... You in your human understanding. All this stuff that weeps and gnashes its teeth after true understanding, when you lean out on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge Him. Why are you acknowledging Him in all your ways to gain true understanding? Get wisdom, chakma, though it cost you everything, get bina. That's the Hebrew word in Proverbs, getting bina, understanding. What does the Bible say? It will cost you everything. What is it costing you? The whole fallen world. Of the Sephirot of the fallen angels in their mm-hmm. counterfeit realms outside of those angelic spheres.
1: Amen. That's so good. And so, coming back to the matzah, why is it unleavened bread? What does that represent? That represents obedience before having the understanding. They didn't have time. You know how many questions I'm sure they had. Oh, we're getting up out of here, out of Egypt. Hurry up, put the blood on the doorpost. We gotta go. Get. We're getting out of here at all all of your house, all of your everything, your belongings, can you imagine your apartment right now? Maybe you just got settled in, or maybe you've been in a house for a long time, and you've got all this stuff. Okay, hurry up, everyone, grab everything, we're getting out of here, we're going somewhere else. Alright, pack up bags, we're going to LA, we're going, uh, you know, wherever, we're going to Florida, we're going to this, you know. Imagine right now, everything that you just got so comfortable, you've got your routine down, you've got your job, you've got your Everything and just out of like nowhere, it's just like, Oh, you mean uproot everything? Mm. What about my job Uh, working for Egypt? (laughs) What about this? But it was literally unleavened bread. What is leaven? Jesus explained it's teaching. They had the the, the matzah of the Passover represents your obedience without understanding. Mm -hmm. You're not going to have the understanding, but the obedience is required for you to go through that passover to exit mm-hmm. egypt You didn't have time to explain to everybody and all the households and all i'm sure they had a million questions Yeah. but guess what how many of them do you get answered zero yeah. other than we're leaving the next day and you gotta be ready we don't we're have time egypt, no teaching no teaching <laughs> and no explanation no explanation that's
0: exactly what happened
1: and they had to obey and so when you eat the matzah it's that blood of the lamb you better stay inside your house tonight (laughs) because when that angel is released they don't differentiate between righteous and unrighteous they will just it's released to slaughter and the only thing it checks for is the blood of the lamb that's Mm -hmm. it so even if you're a righteous person you don't want to be out in the street on that day do you Mm -hmm. understand what i'm saying
0: you have to be in a certain dimension mm -hmm. you have to be in a certain realm in my father's house are many mansions It doesn't mean just houses. It means dwelling places of safety and peace. I go ahead of you to prepare dimensional safety, it is written. If you're not in those dimensions, the angel of death will kill you.
1: Yep. But they didn't get killed. Why? Because they listened to Moses, which was a human man who, you know, they didn't have a whole, I mean, they were, they kind of thought Moses was a little sketchy, I think, early on. There was... (laughs) Before he ran away the first time, like, aren't you the murderer? Aren't you? Know, you're a sinner. What
0: are you doing? What are you with doing, woman? Aaron freaking out on Moses he in the, the Bible. His wife. Send like, this woman away.
1: Like, what are you doing with your life, Zipporah. Moses? Yeah. Marrying a Cushite, confronting you know Johnny's and Johnbreeze <laughs> and
0: the cat. Yeah, Cassette doesn't like that. Because talking about Rebecca.
1: Yeah. <laughs> she's like, well, I'm coming to I my protest. defense. I protest. Coming in my defense. Thank you. I love that cat. She's a sweetie. Oh, yeah. Glory. We love our cats. They've always been there for us through many, many trials and tribulations. They've always been faithful. They're living their best life. They're living their best life. They really are. They're, kind of, they're in retirement now. It's right now it's
0: time for y'all to live your best life. Amen.
1: Yeah. Amen. Yeah, we gotta catch up for the cats.
0: Exodus. So,
1: oh yeah, the Exodus. Oh yeah, so the bread. Now it's
0: time for teaching. Oh
1: yeah, so the, oh yeah, so after they listened to this crazy man who was going and confronting, first he's making their lives harder. Now we gotta work so hard, to barely get paid. It's even worse. Thanks a lot, Moses. Mm. Yeah, well, all this confrontation happening? Well, when they obeyed and they ate the matzah, they they painted the blood of the lamb over the do- doorpost, got ready to. We're getting out of here. We're heading out. And uh, guess what? After after they obeyed without having the understanding, without having the leaven, just eat, just go, just do it. I know you don't you are not going to understand, but you need to obey. Why? Through faith. You obey through faith. Not by sight, not by understanding. And then when they got the baptism, they passed through the waters with Moses. Mm. What was that? they passed through the waters with Moses. Out from Egypt, which represents the black Sephiroth. It's your beginning of coming out of that black Malkuth, or Egypt. It's, you know, if you see it, mm. it's like inverted. You see them a shell sometimes, other times it'll be, you know, Egypt is down here, and then the tree is up here. You know, one's the underworld.
0: The old f- fallen yeah. first heavens.
1: So you're literally just coming out of that darkness, and you're not going to understand, but you can obey. You eat the matzah. You listen to Moses, just follow the instructions. Oh no, now we're gonna die. We're blocked off. There's nowhere to go. Now they're coming to kill us. Don't, you'll be fine. Just listen to the instructions. Don't complain. Don't complain about Moses. Just, you know, follow. And then so he leads them through the water. They get that baptism. Guess what they got later on? Manna! Literally bread from heaven. How much Bina is in that? Mmm much understanding, literally, through the sapphire stones, literally reigning externally through that open portal established Mm -hmm. by Moses in his, like, his holy Kabbalah, which was the sapphire stones with God the Father, leading them out. He went to the burning bush, he received the rod of righteousness, staff of righteousness, sapphire stone, the rod, he received that one, and then he went up and saw the heavenly. But they went from matzah, Without understanding, without receiving the teaching, obedience to. Now they got the mysteries of the Torah, everyday, literal, physical angel, bread, food coming down. Now they're not just like slapping mud bricks together and I don't know what's going on with my life. We're just here in Egypt, everything. We're in the dirt, grab some straw too. The mysteries of creation being explained to them like every day. That's all they did in the wilderness. Torah every day, the mysteries mm. of it. And not just what was written, but they would take what was written and it would be orated to them. Expound. And all the oral tradition, all those things that were the mysteries, the hidden things. Mm. You see, it's if, if it's only listed once in the Word or in a scripture or in the Bible, the sages taught that that's, the most, that's almost the most important part. It's the more important mm-hmm. the fewer times it's mentioned. And guess what's even more important than that in the Torah? The thing that's not mentioned so it's literally not written it's what's concealed by what's written and you put peel that back and the thing that's being concealed is the most important Is not so backwards from greek theology Truth in, yeah. and what's taught in american bible colleges
0: and you can just feel Ooh. traditionalists cringing about oh. moses holy kabbalah well oh, kabbalah is simply the mapping of the stars of the second heavens that jesus christ created mm-hmm. The Kabbalah that today's Christians are fearful and paranoid about, and you need definitions, you're going to need apostolic definitions to bring clarity to your fearful Mm -hmm. hearts. Because I know where Christians are at today. 99% of them can't digest the kind of revelations we're bringing forth from this table. But we want to make it available to you to digest it, so we will explain it to you. Kabbalah is simply understanding the second heaven's Through the Word of God, what you think is sorcery is the twisting of holy Moses and Jesus Christ Kabbalah. If you can take that word and in its original form, understand it's written in Scripture sixty-six times. Okay, it's a biblical term. It's a Hebrew term from the Bible that means giving explanation of the heavenly realms. Okay, it's an explanation of the heavenly realms. It's a blueprint of the way through the heavens. Now, what you deal with in this generation is a perversion of that. For when the Jews were cut off from their own tree in Romans 11, okay, this is written in the Word now, in Romans 11, when they were pruned from their own tree, they remained at the same elevations, which means they had all the mystical understanding of the Word given to them by Moses and the prophets, and the depth of their understanding was celestial and and second heavens based on true, real realms that are currently ruling the real world. So it's absolutely real, but it is a perversion of Messiah, and it is not Kabbalah. What sorcery is, is a perversion of Kabbalah, or a perversion of the second heavens. It is completely different, and you need to have that definition and understanding established in you, otherwise you won't be able to accept our teaching because we have, we have that established in us because this is how Jesus Christ, our high priest, teaches. And if you want promised land teaching, you will have to know the difference in your hearts.
1: Yep, and there's giants in the promised land right now, so... Yeah. Well, you know what? Ruth, Ruth came out of Moab. Rebecca came out of Laban's house. Doesn't get much worse than that. Mm. There's hope for you. She's the <laughs> daughter
0: of the chief sorcerer of Satan.
1: It's like being raised by Baal <laughs> and then coming out of it. Well, there's a loss for the enemy team. That's but good.
0: no one did more damage to Laban's house than Rebecca in the Bible. Stole all his sacred images that were... Animated mm-hmm. by the fallen angels, which mm-hmm. means there was communication through those idols. It wasn't just oh a lump of clay and a and a golden. Calf. Most
1: people would just worship something that didn't do anything, but Laban had ones that would talk Look, this back. This is real sorcery, guys. <laughs> real, yeah, okay? real... We're,
0: we're dealing with real sorcery that's ru- yeah. ruling the real world, so we need reality checks. Yeah. If you come in and you don't even have faith for the real world of Jesus Christ, forget ever conf- confronting the real world of the sorcerers that are ruling this world right now. You have right. to get rock solid in the realities of Jesus Christ, and not just in the earth, in the heavens. Then you start mm-hmm. dealing with the stuff.
1: Yeah. And then she hooked up Jacob too with the, She like you know, she told him where to go and where to find his where to find his wife and how to mm-hmm. escape uh, Esau. Yeah. She warned about Esau trying to kill him. She told him how to get the inheritance because, uh, I think it's in Jasher. Uh, yeah. I think it's in Jasher. It says that Rebecca had righteousness, so she understood that it was not supposed. The blessing of Abraham, Isaac, and then it went to Jacob. It was supposed to go to Jacob, and she understood that through righteousness. Like she could see, she could see that God wanted to give it to Jacob. It was not for Esau. He was not. Um, It's important to understand not just
0: the patriarchs, Mm -hmm. but also the matriarchs of righteousness Mm -hmm. and faith, because they have everything to do Mm -hmm. with conquering the true and holy second heavens.
1: Yeah. The matriarchs, their influence and power came from, uh, out of a higher world, out of one of the higher realms. And so, yeah. So she was walking in righteousness. Uh, But why didn't, you know, people wonder, or at least I wondered at first, why Why did Isaac not see to give it to Jacob? It says his eyes were dim. Hmm. His vision was affected. It's one of those kind of things where, you know, they both kind of, where their souls derive from, come from that left side of Gevra. And so when you have a similar Nefesh animal type, they tend to, birds of a feather flock together. That's all it is. It's, even though Jacob is righteous, he was mama's boy pretty boy, prissy boy, oh, no, I don't want to grip the tackle box, I just, my nice, smooth hands, and whereas, you know, Isaac liked hunting and game, and, and, um, I mean, Esau, he was, he was, you know, a man of the field, and it, Nefesh likes Nefesh of its own kind, and so it was like that kind of tough guy, you know, you know, kind of like, you know, tough guy, killing the animals. And,
0: had their issues. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, there's
1: righteous, but even when you're righteous, as we know, we have issues. Yeah, you have it more. You think they had
0: issues, you have four times more. It's,
1: it's so much. So, but that was the weakness. And so if you can understand that, when people come around in your life, or when when it comes to who God wants to favor with a certain thing, you cannot go with what your nephesh just likes, because your birds of a feather tend to flock together. Isaac tended more towards, you know, that kind of, you know, it's it kind of reminds me of that kind of good old boy's club, kind of, you know, kind of rough. There's there, there's a glory, the glory of the nefesh is the ability of the natural man to hunt and kill the animal. And, uh, and it was like, pretty boy, nice boy, in the tent boy with mama's boy, you know. Jacob, God's like, no, him, give it to him. <laughs> He's going to be in righteousness. He's the one who can make things happen in the sapphire stones. You know, Esau had some wickedness that was concealed, um, but it was Isaac's, uh, his his love was more, it's like a, it was an ephesh kind of a thing for Esau. And so it dimmed his eyes. That's why he lost his vision towards mm. the end of his life. And so it's just one of those things, you know, at that time, Rebecca had the clarity of vision. She knew who it was actually supposed to go to. So I know there's a bunch of sermons. People like, Jacob was a deceiver. Just knock that. That's Pharisee, Sadducee, Levin. Is this Esau, they... my son? <laughs> you
0: have hairy arms like a goat. What are you doing, (laughs) Isaac, loving on hairy
1: goats? (laughs) Loving on hairy goats. Alright.
0: That's why his eyes were dim. The hairy goat.
1: But yeah, don't hold anything that you've got in there about the Pharisees and and Sadducees of today's world. You know, Jacob is this and that. You know, he was, don't be like Jacob. I mean, you're going to, here's the thing. Uh, Jacob is praised for his shrewd wisdom. His serpent wisdom. What is it? What is it written? Be gentle or innocent as a dove and wise as a serpent. Jacob learned in all his life experienced serpent wisdom. It was to fulfill righteousness, and that's how it's written in the book of Jasher, and Rebecca understood that. So understand when it comes to dealing with Esau, when it comes to dealing with Laban, are you going to be Mr. Nice Nice, or are you going to have serpent wisdom so that you can carry out the mission that God has given you to do? It's not the, the inheritance of Abraham, Isaac, and then Jacob. It's not just some stuff. It's literally understanding in the sapphire stones and walking in it.
0: Yeah, Esau chose the magic arts. He willingly rejected the inheritance of righteousness of the patriarchs and chose, like Cain, to have a different inheritance with a different seed line. That's why it's written, Esau I have hated, but Jacob I have loved. Because they chose to be of a different genealogy. Esau chose to be of hell. And you need to understand, he chose witchcraft. Mm. God hates witchcraft. He suffers not a witch to even live. It is written, that's why Esau is hated. Because he allowed the magic arts to be his inheritance.
1: And what is the magic arts? It is the heights on the black sapphire stones. Mm. Anytime you walk out of the narrow path and you start going into the black sapphire stones, that's why it's so dangerous because now not only is the enemy your enemy, but you're also making God your enemy. And so you're, wh- where is your help going to come from?
0: Star magic.
1: Way? Yeah.
0: That's what you're really f- yeah. up against. I mean, that's all the wicked trains in and the higher levels of sorcery. It's yeah. all light magic, light workers. It's all star magic. Mm-hmm. But it listen, these stars are just created things by Jesus Christ. So don't blame the star for the fallen angel. Understand that? Blame the fallen angel, cleanse the realm, the promised land of stars is good. Genesis chapter 1, fourth day God created the stars and he said it's good. So you have to be able to divide and circumcise the heavens for old heavens to be put away and new heavens to appear. New heavens are within those same realms that the wicked are standing on right now, and you just peel them away. Right. Canaan, Mm -hmm. best example.
1: Right. How did Abraham always know what to do? How did Isaac know what to do? How did Jacob know what to do? How did these men of God and these women of God know what to do? They knew how to receive instruction. That's that word cabal, which is mentioned in the Bible. Q A B A L or C H A B A L
0: Who is Kabal in them
1: Wh- Who is Cabal? so again, The
0: Angel of the Lord it is written
1: So Cabal is to receive instruction and what do the instructions come down if it's a, if it's from an Elohim level entity or above mm. it comes down through sapphire stones That's why in the Bible you see some weird verses and it says Elohim Elohim is not just God
0: It's, it's not Yahweh
1: Yeah El- it could be any could, fallen angel. Yeah, it could be any fallen angel, it could be a good angel, it could be God, the angel of the Lord Yahweh. It's just, it's it's a term used for certain things. And so we have, if you want to go more and do a depth in-depth study on that, uh, in the links in the description you'll find our Masterclass Training in Righteousness. We go into all of that, the Hebrew word, the, the roots of it, uh, what the meanings are, the revelation. So if you want to do an in-depth word study on these terms, Highly recommend Master Class.
0: The link is in the description.
1: Right. So we don't go through, we don't go back. We've already done that. We've already gone through an in depth study. So we want to keep moving forward, you know, and progressing. Stay in, the teaching. in
0: yeah. school, little children. Yeah,
1: don't drop out. <laughs> don't.
0: This is beginning to understand and yeah. learn Daniel 12, teaching of righteousness, teaching of mm-hmm. these realms and how to walk in them mm-hmm. holy, spotless, and pure in the blood of Jesus and in the interpretation of scripture that God the Father has in heaven. You'll need all of it. Yep.
1: So, that's why when it came to the holy men of God, holy women of God, they knew what to do because they received or they cabaled instruction, which means they received instruction. Why do most Christians not know what to do? They don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're supposed to be doing. They're kind of sure, maybe, oh, I thought I had a confirmation, but it was confusion. It's because you don't know how to receive instruction. So why is it that these sorcerers, in the high places, who understand, they know how to receive instruction from demons, they know their assignment.
0: Majorly. They
1: know exactly, precisely what they're doing, and they're, they're the, the fear of their gods is upon them to not mess it up. <laughs> so they're, they're extremely motivated. Their precision and accuracy, they hear clear from their demons then most Christians today, and if not all, hear from God. Why why is there all this chaos and confusion? Why are, you know, all these things just go crazy? You can't, so much chaos in your life, you can't even keep a house clean, can't even do the dishes, can't, you know, or or organize a schedule, or just set one goal, like, okay, I'm going to study for this, and take this test, and then you just can't accomplish it. What is wrong? It's because the sorcerers have used you like dogs... If you're in the Valley of Decision, that's at dog level, that's where you choose to be. The sorcerers have the high ground, right? The mountain, first, you know, Jacob said to Esau, you go take it first. Now you go go ahead first. And what that alluded to in the Hebrew script was, Esau, or the people of this world, through their witchcraft and their black Kabbalah and dark sapphire stones, uncircumcised hearts following Satan and the fallen angels they they would take the mountain of influence first they have the world and the riches Mm -hmm. but guess what then then true Israel Jacob Israel your name is Israel true heavenly Israel would come later and rise up and take it so that's the kind of age that we're stepping into and how how and when these things come to pass largely are determined by this company, really. By sure. this, to, to start off, who's by going to rise and do it? the yeah. maturity.
0: The timeline yeah. of all of God's plans for this world is based on the overcomers rising. And I believe the problem is, is they don't have God inside-mindedness. They don't understand right. the fullness of deity and bodily form is the beginning yeah. of biblical Christianity.
1: First like, we're,
0: we're in like be, mm-hmm. bewitchment land out here. Even the most zealous people, so-called on fire from God, are mostly God-outside-minded. So the true ability of the divine body is dormant in their spirit, in their bellies. The belly has to birth Jesus, the one true God, inside to become the body of Christ from within.
1: Because when you're God-outside-minded, bewitched, and you go to these church buildings made by human hands, which many witnesses have already seen, every single one of them has a demon overlording them and receiving the sacrifices of praise and worship, body parts, all kinds of stuff, spiritual gifts. Uh, So when they go to church, they're offering those things on the altar to Satans, to demons. And so basically what happens is the more God-outside-minded, bewitched you get, your spirit stays dormant and doesn't grow because the light of the sun of righteousness isn't hitting because you're in that shell Remember of that What do you demonic. do
0: with layers of offense?
1: Mm-hmm. And so as long as you're God outside-minded, they're going to be capping you off. You're not growing your spirit, so you're going to be defaulting to the carnal brain. So what happens is you, you give up your grace. on You put your grace on the altar to demons. So the demons steal the grace of the believers, And they're, they're like harvesting bins. So there's like a church building, everyone goes in there, and God outside minded bewitchment, and they put their grace on the altar, and then the demons, they come and they harvest during the worship and during the teaching, they give you the bad leaven that fattens you for slaughter. And so they harvest all the energy, they siphon you, they take your anointing, they steal your grace, because there you are, willingly offering it up to Jezebel in her churches. Right, and so then people get sick and they can't cover, they wonder why everything's going wrong, and so what happens is they steal the grace, and then they take that grace, because it only comes through believers, and then they take it in containers, and they bring it to their ranking demons that are in charge of them, and so they all take it back to the source, and it's distributed. The highest-ranking sorcerers steal the most grace, because they do the most work on black sapphire stones for the enemy knowingly so those those things that that i mean everyone here probably at the sound of my voice if you're even listening you've been a participator in giving up grace on altars to religious demons and this perverse generation so when you quit religion when you come out of my people you're taking away their energy source which is your grace and your blood your your life blood so you got to get off the altar from the demons And get come out of that, come out of that religious system, get out of that incubator where you just, you know, kumbaya, and we feel the presence of God. Every Jewish sage and rabbi for thousands of years has known that the number one stolen thing from the enemy to get, you know, for influence is that Shekinah glory, which is the, it's known as the divine presence. Oh, but the presence of God was there. Well, no, no crap. That's what the demons do. They, they steal the glory of the presence of God so that you feel, oh, I, but I felt the presence. It's called stolen Shekinah. Hello. And then you're using that as an excuse for why you should put your body, your organs, and your blood, and your grace back on the altar to demons. Wake up.
0: The whole curse of the fall is called stolen Shekinah. Christians haven't even awakened to what the fall is yet. They're participating in in buildings made by human hands, empowering the fall, thinking they're trying mm-hmm. to advance the kingdom.
1: And they're not. All they're doing is just keep giving your grace to the demons to harvest. Now, some good comes out of it. God is merciful, and he's not just going to let you.
0: He leads you out if, of if, he's,
1: if If someone is true enough in their heart that they're really seeking God, but they're still just bewitched, the grace and the mercy on their life is they'll die and go to heaven. Mm. And then they'll have regret for how much that they should have, or could have been walking in, and they never met their destiny.
0: But notice the divine body is dead above and below for all of them, for all of them. So this is going into what you need most of all right now, revelations of the celestial garments and the divine body. Check this out. It's Uh available in the description. You can download it to your phones and your computers, screenshot it. This is the divine Mm -hmm. body and the celestial garments. So as you ascend, your divine body, your body of Christ, gets stronger. Your divine body is based entirely on the above world of stars. Why? Because this is biological light and life. Blood is congealed light. Your physical makeup is based 100% on stars. That's a scientific established fact for decades Now understand how to upgrade your body below and above. The sapphire stones are always correlating with your physical temple on earth. You upgrade the sapphire stones in heaven with your angelic new creature in Christ, inner man. Your temple on earth gets upgraded 100% of the time. That's why the apostles called the earth realm the theater of the spirit uh-huh. world so the earth is the earthen vessel the footstool for my feet called Malkut okay so it's the outer shell of the temple below the left leg is hod mercury that is three parts hip knee and ankle the right leg is Netzah, uh-huh. Venus which is hip knee and ankle the reproductive organs Represented in Joseph's sexual purity. and overcoming Jezebel, this is the realm of purity, which is your reproductive organs. Represented in the moon and Yasad. Tiferet is the heart. Represented in the sun completely. And the soul. Right in your torso. The left arm is Gavura and Mars. That's your shoulder, elbow, and wrist and hand. Your right arm which is Hesed and Jupiter, is your right shoulder, your right elbow, and your right wrist and hand. Hesed. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. The left brain is Bina and Saturn in the divine body of celestial garments. The right brain is Hakma and Neptune in your celestial promised land gemstone reward garments. And the crown upon your head is Keter, represented from the angelic sphere of Uranus. Amen. So on his head are many crowns because he's the conqueror of many worlds.
1: Mm-hmm. And every time you go from Malkut to Kether of have one of these trees, which I guess we can look at that picture, new one. Um, oh, yeah, new, new the new world's,
0: worlds chart. chart. This is available for download in the description as well.
1: Uh, just to, this is going to be really helpful. For those of you who are ascending, uh, You'll want to understand this path. This is going to just destroy the footholds of Satan in your journey, uh, so that there's accuracy. So you know exactly where you're going. Uh, you, this is the map to get there. It's you know written out in detail. Uh, but every time you go up a world from Malkut to Keter, there is a crowning, and that crowning comes with an engraving. That's when the ephod of each level. I will write is my with.
0: name on your forehead. As you ascend yep a greater engraving
1: and it's a it's a permanent inscription so it's really special it's really powerful and it, it changes you on the inside and once that inscription is made, it's not just a like a tattoo or an engraving and regular mm-hmm. stone it's literally a new stone and um, when those engravings are made there, they continually emanate the glory. Mm-hmm. There are alive and active words written in you. It's like having the Bible, the living Word of God himself being inscribed inside of you. Established in
0: continual, effortless manifestations.
1: Yeah. And so the higher up you go, the more you literally have those words written on the inside of you alive, continually emanating glory, continually teaching you the Word of God. This is extremely valuable, extremely precious things of God. And there's a grace, I don't know, this is a grace on my life, I believe, uh, mainly for teaching you, but also to um, un- to give confirmation and understanding as we rise. Uh, every time I've gone up from a Malkut to a Keter of one of them and I get that engraving, I feel it and the electricity, but when I go to bed uh, that night or the next morning, typically, uh, what will happen is I will actually see it with my eyes. I can, I've, I've seen each and every one of them. So it, it's so accurate to where it's like every step, no confusion, you know exactly where you're at, uh, if you don't know if you've attained it yet, let, let's say you took a step in faith because you felt like God told you to take the next one, this is important for some of you because it's very methodical, it's very practical. You have to completely take out all of the bewitchment, all of the confusion, the chaos. It has nothing to do with any of that. It's very specific, it's very methodical, and it's very calm and humble. If you're not feeling calm, if you're feeling chaos and it's crazy, oh, I don't know, I just got to go and do it, don't take another step. Wait. When God gives you, you know, shall I, what did David say? His wisdom, use his wisdom. Shall I pursue? Right? Because if God doesn't say you can pursue your enemy, mm. who's going to win that sapphire stone battle? That's why ever, I feel fire blazing on the top of my head right now. Mm-hmm. That's the Holy Ghost. Anytime you're getting ready to take a next sapphire stone, that's that question. Shall I pursue? Because every sapphire stone, that's the enemy waiting there on the shell of it with within the fall of humankind. And so if God says pursue, all right, go ahead. I'm with you. I'm fighting the battle for you. You might have to fight. It might be a war. It might just be a nice little, whoop, eh, here we are. Well, it was new so creature easy. It's
0: getting their heavens and earth back.
1: It's your relationship with God through communication with him. That's why it can't be done properly with chaos, confusion, and we oh, just got to try, and if I just pray and fast, and I just got to do it. That's how you end up in the Black Sapphire Stones, so don't do that. Uh, okay, so let's go back to the new uh, worlds. I want you to understand this from top to bottom. On the right-hand side, that is, if you look at the bottom of the right-hand side, the first one where you start. We've already gone through the char- the other chart for a few days where you already know them from Malkut to Keter, the exact lightning uh, path. So it starts at the world of Isaiah. When you go from Malkut to, to Yassad, to Dahad, Netza, into the sun, then Gevra, and then Hesed, right, Jupiter. And then when you cross over you do not land on Pluto. Never make your landing point, Pluto. You always go over it. How God does that for you, it might be a jump. He might carry you. That's your relationship with God. He's going to give you a specific instruction each time. It, in our experience, it's looked a little different each time. <laughs> So, it's, again, it's it. there's a method to it. There's a map, but it's not a formula. You have to do exactly what God tells you to do.
0: If the lightnings ascend, it right. is written.
1: So you can't just make it up. You can't just go on blind faith. You have to get a specific instruction, right? Because tick a ball is to receive instruction. No more confused Christianity. Throw that out the, out the window. You're done with that. Mm-hmm. No more confused Christianity. No more, well, I just don't know, and maybe, and oh, God just doesn't communicate with me. That's garbage. That's the wrong Christianity. That's evidence you're in the wrong one. So you got to, you got to burn it out. The foolish
0: Church Age of sheepsheds is over.
1: It's done. You're done with Kingdom that. Kingdom already portion. begun. You are training for righteousness. It's going to be clear, and we taught on this a little bit yesterday. Uh, as you go up, you follow these instructions it's all about sexual purity of those first couple of stones really honestly the fr- it's all about sexual purity mm-hmm. and your hatred of false love get the false love out of you and then who's the glory for is it for god or is it for you mine mm-hmm. that's hod, right and then netza you deal with the more subtle forms of lust that are disguised as purity and camaraderie and all that kind of stuff and then when you get in the sun again take your time in the sun get all the rest of the false revelations out of your little cloud And then when you sprout those wings, you know, flap, flap, and it fixes eyes. You can
0: see, here's the sun.
1: Oh, yeah. Thank you. So memorize, see the lightning path on the left-hand side. I want you watching at home or you in the audience, if you haven't already, memorize this path. I know it comes down from top to bottom, the glory does, it's a lightning path, Mm -hmm. but I want you to memorize it going up, because Mm -hmm. you're starting on Malkut. First, enter his kingdom of holiness. That's the door of Enoch. Read the book of Enoch, read the Psalms, read the word of God. Make changes in your life, whatever you need to do that God's telling you to get right with God. That's what you got to do. And then sexual purity, you go up. So memorize that lightning path. Again, with Pluto to at, you don't, you do not land on Pluto for any reason ever. That right now is inhabited as the bone throne of Satan on all levels. On all levels that we've seen this far, we're still going up. God will always make a way for you to jump through that. That represents the uh, double-sided curtain covering the abyss that stands in the way of you entering into the Holy of Holies.
0: That's where Satan and the red dragon are sealed off for a thousand years in Revelation. They're sealed off in Pluto.
1: Right, so you probably don't want to go there, okay? Do not go there. That's not where you're supposed to go. Again, Never land on Pluto. That angelic sphere will
0: be, will be sealed for a thousand years.
1: Right. And so if you want to talk a little bit more about that, you can read about Uriel in um, the book of Enoch. And that's kind of his domain over there. He's also leader of the luminaries. So, oh, this is great. Yeah. So you start in Messiah So you go from the bottom to the top. What does that rose represent there? The well, flowers kind of represent the flesh. So you're getting, you know, you're upgrading.
0: you feel in the upgrade in all your body parts. It's the yep. strength. You go from strength to strength.
1: So once that is a complete lightning circuit, when do you see the top one, the white flower under Asaya there? When you hit Keter of the top of that first world, and that whole thing is blazing with lightning. And again, every single step along the way has been methodical. Mm. It's been v- extremely clear. Every single stone that you stepped on, you had an external confirmation, not just like I feel fire. Literally, like someone will be walking by you and have the name of the planet on the t shirt. Exactly. Someone will send you something. You'll see the life. Like, the
0: sovereignty, of the Holy Spirit will communicate to you mm, each time. step of the way. Yep. Plus, there'll be greater emanation in the corresponding body part
1: right in the yeah, in the body part. And so once that's finished, it literally floods with lightning. That's the Shekinah awareness. Right? That's the that's the lightning of the glory being restored within you. So that's when that light comes turn it's like a light bulb comes on. Mhm. You're now aware of holiness continually, and this happens each time you go up. You're more and more aware of his holiness.
0: Physical rewards. Yes. This is where it gets real.
1: This is, and it's very real. Again, we're coming out of just the imagination realms of Christianity (laughs) that's just confused. It's not your portion. Now, okay, so each one of these you conquer in the same way. Uh, Let's go back to the New World chart. Uh, I want you to understand, left-hand side of the page, very bottom, that's where you start. You see the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven? That's exactly the order. There is no skipping of worlds. So, if you are on one of the stones in the world of Isaiah, there's no possible way for you to skip and go up a few worlds to like uh, Absolute of Yetzira or Berea or Absolute. That is actually impossible unless you're getting a visa or an invitation from Satan or one of his cohorts. Uh, and that is almost like guaranteed death of your destiny. Uh, it's really, it would be, a, it's a miracle. People Fallen can, angel you know.
0: temptation along the way. Yes. Always say no to the devil.
1: Yes, and so I'm so proud. Some people have already gone through these testings and have passed their test, and that is so just incredible and just so insane that um, we've had people overcoming at that level that is really i mean that is some, that is really something to be proud of mm-hmm. i yeah i'm just really proud of you guys so but this is this will prevent you from getting into that if you know the path look at the very bottom i know we're reiterating this but this can save you from that type of deception we want to remove that foothold of satan so that they cannot tempt you in that way because you know you know the path they yeah. can't lie to you in that way cuz so look bottom left hand You start in the world of Asiyah, you go all the way up to Keter, there's zero confusion the whole way. Zero confusion. A hundred percent signs, wonders, and confirmation for each one. And you get the engraving that emanates light on that Keter, and you'll know it when you receive it. And the lightning, you'll feel it. You'll know it. There's zero confusion. And what Keter is, now listen closely, Keter of the world of Asiyah... Is also Malkut of the world of Isaiah of Yetzirah. See the second world up above it? So as soon as you're standing on Keter and you get that you get that crowning, you get that emanation, usually it starts the next day. You wake up and you're like, oh yeah, this is now I'm on Malkut. Of Asaya of Yetsira, and you start that journey again, but in this time, you're in that
0: a whole new world. A whole new
1: world. You're in a new world.
0: And it will be shining, shimmering, and splendid. You
1: literally are in a completely different world. Every one of these you go through, everything you see is different. This
0: is going from glory to glory.
1: Uh yeah, and so you do start the journey, and it's similar, but